when we bring Yes, yes, y'all. I'm back. Man, they can't they can't stop me. Can't stop. Won't stop. I ain't gonna talk about no records. Man, I'm really excited though. For real. Appreciate y'all. Um, ladies, gentlemen, anybody who's joining tonight. I really do appreciate y'all. Um, I'm really in a conundrum. You feel me? Uh I'm I've had a weird situation. Um, I had to make some decisions. And rebrand, uh, restart, you know, uh, reform, uh, reorganize. Like I'm, I'm doing all the reads. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on the reads. Reads are good. Um, isms. I'm not too. I'm not into those. I don't do isms. I don't have isms. I don't know. I don't even know what isms are, man. I, man, I haven't got those. So they're telling me don't have isms, bitch. Bitch, the fuck you mean don't have isms, man? You fucking serious? Don't have isms. What? Hold on. <laughs> Let me pull up the montage. <laughs> because, I mean, it's just wild that, like, it's, it's like one side we're being told one thing and the other side we're being told something else. Like, I don't know what to believe anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yo, I, I don't know what this means, you know, for me to be just a normal person. I was just trying to be nice, normal dude. You know, be I was trying to be BG on here, man. I was trying to just be cool. I want to be BG, and BG will give you the data. You know, BG shows up. BG comes to the to the party and you know that that's who gives you what you need. That's what I'm like. Normally BG's able to do a lot of things where I'm like, yo, I normally can't do this, but BG can. Thought that was dope. And for a long time, I think I was given a false bill of goods. I, I was told one thing and given another thing. I was told one thing from the system 
and from who controls whatnot. I don't know who. I don't know. Who, I don't even know. I don't even know. Who, who, I don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? So all you need, all you need to know is I don't know nothing. That's all you need to know. But I mean, it's like I didn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to help people out, trying to give data. You know what I'm saying? Um, I messed around with the uh, forbidden knowledge. It was cool, but I ain't gonna lie to you. Forbidden knowledge. I can't give you money, man. I can't do it, bro. I'm not. I'm not about that life. I can't. I can't throw cash to all these white folks and some black folks now. I can't do that, man. I'm just being honest with you. But I'm also gonna be honest and say. Uh, the type of change I want to see and the type of being I want to be is not one that procures money to give money to some other dude for some other dude to give me some data and then like five days later it's free. That don't make no sense to me. I'm sorry, just that that just it doesn't equate. That's not let me. You can call me crazy. You can call me stupid. Whatever. Hey, do whatever you gotta do. But I mean, I'm just being honest. That uh, that math don't math to me. You know what I'm talking about. So let me go ahead and get it popping. I'm gonna let y'all know. It's not me. I didn't do it. Maybe we should find out who Corn Pop is. We should be asking questions. This is your president. I'm gonna let him say some words. All right, your president or president of the people who apparently want you to be president because he's not even telling us who those people are, which is really weird, too. Like, if you went in, in the polls, you'd assume he'd tell you who they are. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get it popping. Let's go. Mouse, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Can I, before we start, hey, all the kids, you want to come up here and listen? Come on up here. Come up behind me. Because I'm not holding up between them and the pool, man. Come on. My name's Joe Biden, Vice President Biden. Everybody come on up and stand with me. What's your name? There's okay, chair. Look, folks. I want to set the record straight in a couple things. I'll wait till everybody gets up here. You're on television, so be good. Okay? You are, yeah. See those television cameras? Hi, Mommy! That's it. All right. Can everybody be quiet for just a minute? You're on TV, so you got to be quiet a little bit. Folks, look, uh, this is, I've received, because of the people of the state of Delaware, I've received an awful lot of uh, wonderful honors uh, all my career. The greatest honor was serving you for so long. But this does mean more to me than anything that's happened. My daughter Ashley's with me. My daughter Ashley uh, got her first job down here at Kingswood out of school. My, she runs, uh, she's a social worker. Uh, anyway, uh, Bo, uh, Bo is associated here. Anyway, the point I want to make is, uh, I owe you all. I owe this neighborhood. I learned so, so much. 
I was a kid from suburbia. I lived out in Mayfield in a split-level home with my grandpa living with us and uh, in a three-bedroom home with four kids, my grandpa. And folks, uh, when uh, 19, it's a whole hundred years ago, but I was a senior in high school, and uh, Przicki turned out to be a great athlete in, uh, in, uh, at the University of Delaware, but I was runner-up the state scoring championship here in football. I wasn't bad either. And, uh, but I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to get more involved. And I realized I lived in a neighborhood where I'd turn on the television and I'd see and listen to Dr. King and others. But I didn't know any black people. No, I really didn't. You didn't know any white people either. That's the truth. So I wanted to work here. And there's my daughter, Ashley. Come on up here, Ash. And so what I did was I came down and I, uh, I applied to the city of Wilmington for a job. And for I was the only white employee here. And uh, I learned so much. I learned so much. I learned that folks that I work with, like uh, Spencer Henry and Lafayette Jackson and a whole range of people, Jamie Rolls, a lot of great, great, great people who are my fellow lifeguards, there were 13 of us. I learned that uh, they treated me. They treated me as an equal. We used to go in what was not as modern as that. We used to go in the key room at lunchtime after a free swim and sit on the floor because it was nice and cool. And remember Boom Boom Cannon and a few other guys that worked here well, as well. And we'd sit there and we'd talk and they'd ask me questions because I really was the only white guy they really knew. And they'd ask me questions about everything, I mean, things that, I, that just startled me. I remember one time, I won't mention which lifeguard said, do I have a jerry can, a five-gallon can for gasoline? And I said, no, I don't. I said, but what do you need it for? He said, I'm going down, we're going down to see my grandma in North Carolina. We can't stop at most gas stations. They won't let us stop at most gas stations. I learned, I learned a lot. And I learned that uh, it makes a difference. This was the diving board area, and I was one of the guards, and there weren't a lot of, there was a three-meter board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the, damn, uh, the darn cement over there. <laughs> And Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off, and he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. There was a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool filter is. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. I said, you kidding me? He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain. 
And I walked up to my car. And they had, in those days, you used to remember the straight razor, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. And I looked at them, but I was smart then. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you to get off the board, you get off the board, and I'll kick you out again. But I shouldn't have called you, Esther Williams. I apologize for that. I apologize, but I didn't know that apology was going to work. He said, you apologize to me? I said, I apologize for that, not for throwing you out. But I apologize for what I said. He said, okay, close the straight razor, and my heart began to beat again. <laughs> I came down here because I remember the first bumper sticker I saw that made me aware when I was in law school. Proudly for Holloway. Proudly for your dad. First African-American state senator in the state of, in the state of Delaware. Every... <laughs> Hold on. Yo. Did he just explain a possible felony assault with a deadly weapon? He put the weapon away and he said, okay, I'm not going to do it this time. And he lit Corn Puff Go. Corn Pop, I'm sorry, Corn Pop. He lit Corn Pop Go. So Corn Pop, yo. Corn Pop is my hero. I don't know who Corn Pop is. I would love to be Corn Pop. Unfortunately, I am not Corn Pop. <laughs> I do not know who Corn Pop is yet. When I find Corn Pop, I will certainly make the update to what happened to Corn Pop. Me and the story of Corn Pop will not cease. I will continue the story. I am, I am on it, guys. Just know that. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm sorry. Um, no, here, here's the kicker. I never wanted to do this. They, 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 they forced my hand. They, they forced my hand. I didn't want to do this. I didn't. I didn't want to be the guy. I didn't think I'd be the guy. Like no one told me years ago that I'd be the guy. I'm the guy, and I'm sorry, but uh. Yeah, we're doing this. Fuck it. Okay, so <laughs> corn pops one thing, you know, <laughs> him him fighting him him like like uh striking his straight edge razor on the ground. That is that's one thing, you know. That is that, that's something. It's something. I don't know. It, it, I mean, you you make of it what you want. <laughs> It's something. <laughs> it's something. I mean, I, I I fell to see how that became a president. I, I I understand, you know. At one point, you gotta you gotta vote against the bad guy. You know, you gotta vote against bad man, orange man. Okay, okay, cool. But after you fight Batman, Orange Man, what are you gonna do, man? What, what, then what, huh? What, then what? Then, man, people don't have the then what. You know, it's one thing to get mad at Corn Pop. <laughs> it's so so stupid. You can be mad at Corn Pop all you want. Why are we even mad at Corn Pop? Like, should we be mad because they like? Rubbed his leg. Did didn't didn't he talk about rubbing his leg? You know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna think too much about it. You know, because what's gonna happen? 
because I'm going to get bummed out. <laughs> I don't want to be bummed out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to expose. I like being the expose guy. Let's do that. Let's expose some things. Let's go. Okay, so yes. I am BG, but I will now be going by the brain. Or BG still. I don't know. I don't know. We might do both. However, as you see your brain in front of you, and as uh, I present this today, I want to just clarify some things. You know, um, for the most part, I know I left you guys hanging on a cliffhanger back in September. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, I I wanted to definitely make it to where, no, this podcast is not dead. This is not something to where the podcast is over. Um, the ending was not part two with Billy Carson. You know, there's more. I, I have thousands of hours of more. But I had to take a break. And then, you know, the Israel-Gaza thing popped off. And, you know, the obvious domestic civil war popped off. Now we got the movies to back me up. Because Here's the thing. I didn't want to come out and say something and not have information to back up what I was saying. And for the most part, unfortunately, if you have not heard my podcast before, if this is your first episode, number one, if this is your first episode, you're probably going to go back to the beginning, have fun. But no, seriously, for, for everyone who's been checking this out, for everyone who's been kind of waiting, I, I've definitely, definitely left on a cliffhanger. So... <laughs> Um, I'll address it. And um, yes, with the um, talks of thought, the um, certain pieces of data that come from Egypt and, you know, Egypt being obviously in a very war-torn situation right now. So it's actually very difficult to talk about the area historically that within context that makes sense. So I wanted to make sure that if I did bring up a new piece of information that I had enough data to bring up five, six episodes to bring up shorts. I wanted to do YouTube shorts. I, I know with a with a new logo like this, YouTube shorts are easy. Um, the, the next part, TikTok. I had to conquer TikTok. And unfortunately, it turns out, and I am not kidding. I, I am not making this up. I'm 100% serious. The email address I'm using to access everything, like to make everything under one email address, it turns out that email address has already been suspended from TikTok. So right now, right now, what I say is so toxic, apparently TikTok won't have me, but they'll have sexy red. They'll have ice spice. They'll have people fighting in the middle of the street. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of people die today. Like, like what was up with that TikTok about? Uh, it was the, the the car driving backwards, trying to do a... I'm, I'm assuming they were trying to drift. I'm assuming. like So they were driving backwards in order to drift. Probably not smart in the SUV with a whole bunch of people literally hanging out of the door windows of the vehicle. They make Trust me, they they make it to where you stay inside of the car for a reason. Um, I'm pretty sure I watched a couple people die today. 
Like, it's very intense. TikTok is wild, brother. And I mean, and people like look at me like, hey, you're on Twitter. You're weird. Isn't it X now? Uh, yeah, yeah. The icon says X on your phone. Yeah. But no, seriously, I've still caught up Twitter. He's not going to make me stop. But um, Elon Musk, that is. But the, th- the best part is, uh, uh, <laughs> yo, we'll easily watch people die. But because I say the truth about several topics that I cannot say now, we'll get into those slowly. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely address everything. But I'm going to do it slow pieces, chunks. You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to do what I used to do. You know what? We're going back to the old wrinkle on the brain stuff, which is why you get the brain. Feel me? People understand if you've been watching. If you've been checking this out, it totally makes sense. And actually, the visual... 100% perfect. I got to say, I cannot. I am so. Round of applause for the visual. Round of applause for the deal. Um, if you if you want to donate or anything, um, please go to my support page. Um, I will get you links because apparently I, my, all my links have changed. And everything has changed. There's been a lot of changes. Um, we'll talk about all those later, later. I appreciate y'all. But please donate, support as much as best you can. Um, I'm definitely available on the Spotify, and you can um, du- uh, direct support through Spotify, and now that, that will be the main channel of Influx right now. I really don't want to add other methods of payment at this time, but I think that's the best way to go. Um, Spotify handles a lot of really cool, awesome stuff, and they're very, very reputable. So if you feel that you like what you're hearing, like what's going on, please provide support monetarily by going to spotify.com slash A-N-W-O-T-B slash F-M. And you can also find the support page under A-N-W-O-T-B 01 slash F-M 01 at support. Appreciate that. Um, I'll get the other links and all that here together here in just a moment. But um, once again, I left you guys on a cliffhanger about both. I, I left a cliffhanger about the person that more than likely helped not only in providing the destinations for pyramids, not only provided the specifications for how you build the pyramids, but he may have been the architect, builder, examiner, all the above all under one hat like this is you know you know the contractor that worked on the house he ain't shit you need to talk to Thoth Thoth did some huge things that literally changed the world and I know I left you guys on a cliffhanger there uh so the last episode just some quick recap Billy Carson was letting us know that Thoth is a uh multi-recurring god not just a one-time you know hey he just came through one time and that's it no, you need to understand. Thoth did some stuff that ain't nobody else done some stuff. You understand? This is a game that ain't never been played. You've never heard a story like this before. We've been told to avoid this at all costs. Um, at one point, if you if if you know, plain and simple, your barrier of entry is if you know your own zodiac symbol. You know your birthday, so if you know your birthday, you can find out your zodiac symbol. Or your zodiac name, number, and all that. If you want to go do the moon chart, that's on you. But I'm just saying basics. Just a basic, basic, basic. 
If you know your birthday and you can correlate it to a constellation and tell me what your zodiac sign may be, if you can easily answer that question, you don't even have to comment it. What I want you to comment about is what you're about to hear because this is about to be fucking crazy. My shit's fire. What you need to understand is I've been cultivating an amazing amount of amazing stuff and amazing data. You have never heard this ever in your life. I think I want to give this the respect it deserves. And this is a podcast with Aubrey Marcus and Mr. Robert Edward Grant. I'm going to give it the respect it deserves because Mr. Robert Edward Grant, along with Billy Carson, have done some amazing work together. And I think it's about time it comes out. You may not have heard this anywhere else. You may not hear this anywhere on your BLM TV stations, any of your black TV, any of your revolts, uh, you know what, your hip hop TV stations. You ain't going to get none of that. You're not going to get nearly what you're, you're, you're just nowhere close. You're nowhere close. You're, you're actually very far off base. And I think the, if you want to like worry about where you should be, Spiritually, you should be in a place where you're clear, you're happy, and you're understanding of the space that you're in. If you're unable to dwell in that space, you need to also understand the next step. The next step is the church place you go to more than likely has you praying to a God that ain't God. Now, once you understand that there's a creator above the thing you're being talked to about, because your church is going to tell you all types of shit. Once you understand that there's a God above the thing that, that you go to church that they talk about, once you know that there's something above that, you might be in the right realm. You might be getting a little warmer, just a little warmer, but you're not you're not really where you need to be. So I'm going to take you from zero to a thousand degrees. You're about to get hot. You're about to find the hot point. You want to talk about creators? Let's do that. You want to talk about where you should be spiritually? You know what? Let's go in and give a spiritual check. A lot of us have gone through a lot of pressure and a lot of pain. I think we need to address it, and it's really strange that no one's done it so far. I've sat back and I've waited, and I've allowed everyone to do their piece. I've allowed every single online podcaster to do their little him-ha, to do their little wah-wah-wah. I even, I even waited for Barry Weiss. From the New York Times. I waited for Barry Weiss to finally say something. And you know what? I think I know what needs to happen. And I'm going to do something big. If you hang in there with me, it'll be for the best. Trust me. Just trust the process. Take it easy. Take a, take a sit. Go find yourself some food. Find some munchies. Find your drink. You know what I'm talking about? Go get your favorites. You know what? While you go get your favorites, watch this. Watch this. I'm going to play. I'm not going to play with you. I'll, I'll actually give you some Jeopardy music. For real, for real. So while you go get right, I'm going to give you some Jeopardy music. You go do you. Because you know what? You need to get right. Before you get into this, because it's about to be fire, you need to understand that I'm not doing this for clout. I'm not doing this for cash. I ain't doing this for, I mean, I am doing it for cash. It'll be nice if you give me some. But I'm not doing this for like sponsors. I'm not do I, there is there is no third party sponsor on this on this platform at this time. I'm not gaining anything from any other third party group. 
at all. Fun fact. So, yeah, I am doing this for free. I ain't getting paid for this. But, I mean, you know, if you want to pay me, please, please, please do. I appreciate that. That's why I put the sponsorships out there and the opportunities with Spotify to provide uh, payments directly to the podcast, which is where your money would go. Your money goes directly to the podcast. It does not go to me in my pocket. It goes directly to the podcast. Anything, anything that comes to the podcast goes back to the podcast. That's what we do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to... I'm gonna pull up. Let me pull up that Jeopardy music though. Like, what's more shit? <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna jam this for a second. Y'all, y'all get right. Cause I'm gonna get right too. Cause even me, like, I kind of need to like meditate a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Really get my mind right. You know what I'm saying? Really get. To where I can present this, because this is gonna be heavy. It's definitely gonna be heavy lifts. I'm gonna jump around a little bit. Definitely not gonna be one of my best performances, but it'll be one of the best performances. You know what I'm saying? So let's go ahead and get it in. Um, do that. There you go. Yeah. I don't know about that, right? I don't know about that. You know nothing about that. That Jeopardy music. You know what I'm talking about? Jeopardy. It is. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Ah. Hey, what? Huh? Oh, but. Huh? No. About to take it down now, bro. Ah. Okay. Okay. I think we're ready. I appreciate you. Um, again, you can always pause it if you need to. If you need to get your drink right, smoke right, chill right. Maybe you got to go outside, get a nice little chair or something. You might be listening to this in a beautiful daytime, maybe. You know what I'm saying? When the wind and the, you know, a little breeze is going, a little barbecue popping, you know what I'm saying? Go, go outside, listen to the fire. You know what I'm saying? Don't be inside like, oh, it's too cold. No. You go put some layers on, go the fuck outside, and you mend your fire, sir. You make sure you get it right. But here's the thing. I'm going to show you something you've never seen before, you never heard before ever in your life. The presentation that you're about to see, once again, is from Aubrey Marcus and from Mr. Robert Everett Grant. They are two people who present a beautiful conundrum along with some solutions and a lot of amazing insight from a year ago. This is a one-year-old video, by the way. But I think by hearing it again, it really will uh, ring some bells, maybe ring some alarms for those who are actually listening actively. So without further ado, Mr. Aubrey Marcus and Mr. Robert Edward Grant. What was the first historical reference to astrology? <laughs> it was the Epic of Gilgamesh. 
And it was almost identical to the Western astrology we have today. So who started this? Because it does seem like remarkably accurate on so many levels, right? Numerology can be like crazy accurate. And so when you start digging into it, you're like, who established all this stuff? Uh, the 52 card playing deck even, right? Where did all this stuff come from? You're going to find that literally all of it, this esoteric wisdom that seems to have withstood the passage of time, all came through Hermes Trace Majestus. Robert Grant is the polymath renaissance man who has been decoding some of the ancient secrets that have been hidden and encrypted in so much of our art, so much of our text. And what I really wanted to do for this podcast was bring him on to discuss hermetic wisdom. I recently devoured this book called The Kabbalion, which is teaching hermetic wisdom that comes, if you believe the myth, all the way back from the time of Abraham and has filtered through Egyptian and Roman and Greek culture, gone underground and then resurfaced. And there's incredible value in these codes, these seven codes of hermetic wisdom and all of the different laws and understandings in between. So in this podcast, we just dive right in and it's one of the most interesting fields of philosophy, spirituality that I've ever encountered. And I'm really excited to share the principles of hermetic wisdom with Robert Grant on this podcast. So enjoy this show with Robert Grant. School wisdom from Hermes Trismegistus that resurfaced in 1906 and then resurfaced again in a reprinting. And someone recommended it to me. It was actually my brother Makad. And I was like, oh, shit. Like a lot of this I'd heard and I'd found myself quoting Hermes Trismegistus, but didn't really know the source material from where it came from. And this is something that you know a lot about. So I was like, man, we got to get back here and we got to talk about it. And where I want to start is who, who was Hermes? Well, that's a big question. <laughs> um, I think he's probably had many characters through what we would consider our history. Um, through different incarnations. And, you know, a lot of people talk about Enoch, right, being related to Hermes. Uh, a lot Who's of people. Enoch? Okay, so we're going deep now. Let's go, yeah, why okay, not? Okay, so it. there's a non-canonical uh, books of the Bible, right? And one of them is, is called the Book of Enoch. So Enoch tells a story of an antediluvian or pre-diluvian, pre-flood mm -hmm. period of time. So like in the period... And where, where, was the, where are these books found? Like, where, where are these non-biblical <laughs> books found? You know, so in 325 uh, AD... Council there was of Nicaea. A, Council of Nicaea, exactly. So Constantine, who was also the emperor of Rome at the time, decided to declare himself the pope. And now, if you can't beat him, the Christian, you know, the Christians at the time, let's join him. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's set the rules for it. We're going to bring together all the bishops and everything. And, and they looked at it as this is a big spiritual awakening, but we need to make you know, the official sort of statement on these are the books of the Bible. Until that time, there were many, many other books. Mm -hmm. A lot of books didn't make it into this canonization. Yeah. But so, where did they go? They're still around. They're still okay. around. The Gospel of Thomas is another good example of this. Some of them are called the Apocrypha, if you've ever heard of the Apocrypha. Uh -huh. So these are like esoteric wisdom teachings that often the Essenes or the Gnostics also held and kept. And, and, and for you know, literally thousands of years. So basically, you know, what you find 
even in Qumran, when they had the uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls, right, references were made inside of those and in, in the Dead Sea Scrolls to some of these non-canonized books of the of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the Council of Nicaea, you have to think about an imperial structure that saw that the slave classes loved this new mm -hmm. teaching, both for its virtue, of course, there's so much virtue in the truth of Christianity mm -hmm. and, the, and the teachings of Yeshua, when you can actually look through some of the ways in which the, quote, church has twisted those teachings. But if you looked at the deep core of it, such powerful wisdom, number one. Number two, it started to flip and reverse the power structure because there was just a few wealthy aristocrats and right. there was tons and tons of poor peasants, proletariat, whatever you wanted to call them. And this religion started to flourish amongst them. Blessed are the meek. You know, it just kind of flipped everything on its head. And it was all about the virtue of your inner world, of your heart, of your compassion, of your kindness, of your love, of your service, not the strength of your arm and your armor and your conquering. Yeah. And so it flipped this whole Roman paradigm mm -hmm. on its head. So you got an emperor there who's organizing a council and being like, we got to take all these texts and we got to make them work for us. And that alone should give people a little bit of a question about yeah, what's in totally. the Bible. That's right. This right? doesn't agree with that's let me pause let me let me pause let me pause let me pause so that's a lot of where i was coming from in my first episode um anyone who's ever seen episode one of my podcast on spotify under a new on the brain i definitely speak about that i talk about that very heavily i don't mind at all the spirituality of what the books can tell us what canonized versions non-canonized versions i'm all about that any information that could teach me something, I'm I'm gonna I'm down to learn, and I'm I'm also open to teach. I want to gain as much as I can to give as much as I can. It doesn't do me any good to sit here learn all this information and not give it out for free. I do not want anything from this. But I also have been taking this spiritual journey where yeah, I'm asking questions. I'm very curious. I have. I, I know I know nothing. I'm starting there. You start wherever you need to. I don't care. Here's the best part. You don't matter. <laughs> you you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna stop where this thought process goes. Cause trust me, you can get to where I'm at thought process wise, but you're still not gonna really understand where I'm at or what I'm looking at. If I just gave everything to you, it's not going to do you any good. It's literally going to do you nothing at all. However, if you just keep an open mind, just a little bit open, just a little open, not so open that your mind falls out, but a little open to where you're able to learn a little bit. Maybe some of this rings true to you. Maybe some of this is going to start making some sense because he's talking about non-canonized versus the Bible, who is Hermes. Let's go back to that. Let's go back. You know, I'm gonna speed up a little bit. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna, I'm jumping ahead. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm jumping ahead in the interview, just a minute, because I want you to really hear more of exactly who we're talking about before we get any deeper. Um, if you've been watching this and and studying it heavily, you've already learned through Billy Carson, there was a Bible before the Bible. There was a book before the book. The, the there was a good word before the good word. And understanding that is a really good way to move forward. 
<clears throat> what's even more interesting with what Billy Carson ex is explaining is yes, the Apocrypha texts do give us a lot of this pieces of data, like, but it's in pieces and it's spread across a long pantheon of data. It's not all together. I think, I think this presenter puts together texts that are literally thousands of years old. Like, no bullshit. At one point, he 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 explains something that has an original recorded text date of somewhere around forty-seven to eighty-seven thousand years ago, and he's explaining how it merges with nowadays spirituality, which which is something I'm sure a lot of us have been searching for. Maybe you will vibe with me in the way of I don't go to big buildings where there's a man speaking in front of a built in front of a, a, a man built structure. I'd rather go to nature, find my spirituality there and bring that with me everywhere. So everyone understands that there's a way without going to these parishioners that may really just want your pocket. Now I might be very rude and saying that and being upfront about it, but let's be honest. When there's a ATM at your church, you may not be in a place of God. You may be in a place where money is exchanged and money is the root of what? Let's continue. So I have our buddy here, Robert Grant. What is it? Robert? Is that a middle name? Do I have a middle name? Anyway, um, Mr. Grant. Sorry. Um, we're going to let him continue. I did speed ahead a little bit, maybe about a minute or two, but uh, let's go ahead and get it in. Like a Shambhala, like a spiritual domain, and so he sort of transcended these things. Now, a lot of people, myself included, believe that that uh, Enoch came back in several incarnations, right? And and this was Hermes Trismegistus, also uh, also referred to in the Egyptian pantheon as Thoth, right? Also pronounced Thought just like a thought inside your head. Mm -hmm. uh, in addition, you have other references where it might be that Melchizedek was also one of these incarnations. So mm -hmm. you've heard of the keys that's, of Melchizedek. That's who Paul Selig, who's been on my podcast many times, if he's forced and pressed to give a name to the guides that he's talking to, it's Melchizedek. Yeah, and, and Melchizedek means Melchizedek, right? It's a Hebrew word. You pr probably know that Jerusalem, right, is like peace, right, Salem. Mm -hmm. Right, shalom. so it's like shalom, shalom. Right, it's like peace be with you, kind of a concept. The way we say shalom, mm -hmm. and Jerusalem, and when you talk about Abraham, Abraham paid tithes to the the, the chief priest at the time, and he went to visit him, which was lived in Salem, and his name was Malkitzedek, and Malki means king, right? Mm -hmm. Like Melek, or even the name Malik in Indian, right, Hindu means king also. So it is like ancient mm. stuff through etymology that's gone all over the place. Tzedek also can mean like justice or peace. So the king of peace. Yeah, like the king of peace and justice in a way, mm -hmm. say it like that. So basically you have this personage who has reincarnated through time and always brought with that incarnation lots of wisdom. So now when, when we say incarnation, some people can have a very literal linear way that you, that you look at this, right? But fundamentally, we all, not we all, but you can have your own unique body and your own unique configuration. Of course you do. You have different flesh and different things. You could even be a different potentially 
iteration of something, but actually tap into the current and the frequency, because in those non-physical dimensions, as I understand them through all of my journeys and through all of my studies, things are recorded in vibrations. And these vibrations, you have the ability to access. So like Paul Selleck can access the vibration of Melchizedek and allow yeah. that mm -hmm. vibration Channeling. to channel through, mm -hmm. right? So there's, there's a lot of ways that when we say incarnation, it doesn't mean like, I was fucking Marcus Aurelius in a past life. Or Although something. you would have made a very good Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Robert. I can see That's you very, in that breastplate. It's an unnecessary compliment, yeah. but I will accept. <laughs> I will fucking accept. But nonetheless, like, so, so when you think about this, just think about somebody who's tapping into, at the very least, the energy of mm -hmm. what the vibrational signature and collected intelligence of this being that yeah. we call Hermes mm -hmm. might be. And that could very well be the case, too. But there are certain what What I think is interesting here, and I'm just going to pause it for a second. Um, when you think about the flow state, I want you to think about that for a moment. Like, like, like I, I'm definitely going to go back to it because this is getting really, really interesting. But no, think about it. Think about the flow state. getting keys right we've all heard about the keys of peter the keys of melchizedek right the keys of enoch there's a book called the keys of enoch as well by jj hertak that's worth reading if you're interested to learn more about this and i remember when we first met via text i think i asked you if you were into hermeticism mm -hmm. the very first time as well and, and you hadn't yet read kybalion and then when we talked at the last time you're like i just read kybalion it was like well yeah yeah that was like wow and I, I feel like there is this frequency, maybe it's a frequency connection, it might be an incarnation connection, that ties several of these people throughout history together, right? Where we see these kind of keys, keys of Solomon, mm -hmm. another man of great wisdom, who I know you've studied a lot about Absolutely. as well. So, and they all have sigils as well, which is kind of interesting. So there's kind of a different meaning. I think I'm wearing David's sigil on my... Yeah, you've got a Star of David, which my, uh, also originates with, uh, as well with the, that turned into Seal of Solomon mm -hmm. as well. So I think there's some depth to this. And this concept of even as recently as someone like St. Germain, mm -hmm. right? You may have heard of St. Germain. The Saint violet, Germain, the violet purple flame. Exactly. Saint so St. Germain was this very interesting character from like the 18th century that everyone thought lived for possibly hundreds of years even. He was very charismatic. He could hold a conversation, but he never ate at dinner. Uh, he was always... Maybe that's why he looked so old. And he was... Well, well he never <laughs> aged though. That's the thing. He, yeah. he, he didn't age. And that's what people claim about him. And he was, you know, you'll find him throughout history, like involved in things like the American Revolution. He's like showing up in different places. It's like, how could he have been at all these different places? It's like the movie Highlander. Exactly. He's like the movie <laughs> Highlander. And, and this guy's really interesting because he speaks many languages, right? He's extremely charismatic. Um, and people thought he must be a charlatan because he couldn't possibly have done all the things that he seems to have known and done in his lifetime. Yeah because he had to live many lifetimes. So there's all kinds of huge lore around this guy. A lot of people believe that, again, tapping into that same frequency or possibly incarnation mm -hmm. of Thoth, of Hermes. Also, that, that traces potentially all the way to St. Germain is what you're saying. It could yes. be, so it could go 
Enoch, it could go, you know, Thoth, it could go Melchizedek. Hermes, mm -hmm. Melchizedek, Solomon, Hermes, mm -hmm. all of these different characters in a different iteration, articulation. And, and one of the teachings of Solomon and the teachings of like the deep mystical Kabbalah and Torah mm -hmm. is that we all have the potential to actually merge our own will and consciousness with divine will. But it's not that we become effaced. It's not that we lose everything that makes us unique. We actually subsume like the divine moves through us as it. us integrated mm -hmm. as us and so what we see through our lens and our perspective and our portal actually supersedes any text that had gone before because it's the right information for this time in this context as we all know if you give advice out of context it could be pretty fucking useless sometimes it's universal if you give the right information out of context it could fucking ruin you however if you give information with love and with the gift of yes and the gift of happy then yes it moves further farther lasts longer and sometimes may become lost and you know just like the tablets may become lost in translation but what I'll say here today, very easy to understand. I love you all. You all are great. This is going to be the end of part one. We're going to call this the catch up. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do this part one. Uh, there'll be part two, three, four. We're going to do this multiple parts. Because definitely what Avi Marcus stumbled upon with this guy, it, it's very, very amazing. And I really want to make sure that everyone's able to see this hear this, know this message, and I'm sending it out with love. Appreciate y'all. And until the next one, get ready for that new wrinkle on the brain.